0: It's just going to be better because we practiced. Welcome to Checking Out the cap. Starting over. Oh, boy. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Carolina Hurricanes. We are joined by Alec Sawyer of Canes Country. Alec, how are you doing?
1: I am good. How are you?
0: I am good as well. Um, just a peek behind the curtain because Alec is amazing. I did this entire podcast with him yesterday asked, I thought, some good questions. He gave me excellent answers, and I uh, didn't record the entire thing. So that was cool, and Alec was nice enough to do this again, which I really appreciate, so thank you again, Alec. Yeah, of um, course. Let's just get right into things. So the Hurricanes had a pretty eventful offseason, a lot of things happening, guys moving out mostly, new guys coming in. Um, kind of high level, what are the biggest changes with the Hurricanes this year?
1: Yeah, the the biggest change by far is in net for the Canes. Um, two new goalies come in. You you lose Peter Murazik, who's been there for a couple of years. Alex Nedeljkovic, who really came on last year and had a strong year. Uh, James Reimer, as well, was kind of in the mix. All three of those guys are gone in our Frederick Anderson and Ranta, So far, so good on that front. Frederick Anderson's been just exceptional for the Canes so far this year. He was the third star of the month for October for the NHL. So that's the biggest change in net, having two guys there. The other big change um, really is in the defensive core. Three of the six, you know, starting blue liners are new guys. Um, Tony D'Angelo comes in, but as, also with him, Ian Cole, Ethan Baer join the fold there. Um, and then a couple forwards come in. Derek Stepan, probably the biggest addition. And then, of course, um, Yusferi Kamehameh on the author sheet comes from Montreal.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a fun yeah. day. in the NHL.
1: Yeah, Um, that's been a fun thing for the Canes and, and Canadians. Maybe not so much for the Canadians fans, but Canes fans have really enjoyed that whole saga. It was very fun,
0: and the Canes social media team somehow made it even funner. The NHL never does anything interesting, so when something like that happens, I think we all get to enjoy it, even though we're not fans of the team. One thing that I wanted to talk about was the subtraction of Dougie Hamilton which I really expected to have like a lot more of an impact than it seems to be having um so who would you say have stepped up to kind of fill that big Dougie Hamilton shaped hole
1: yeah the the biggest one that's kind of stepped up as an addition is Ethan Baer um he comes from Edmonton he is the one that's playing with Jacob Slavin now, which is, which is where Dougie Hamilton had played up on that first pairing. Um, and he's been really good. He, he's, he's shown good offensive flashes, not quite what Dougie Hamilton was able to. Obviously that's an exceptional offensive defenseman in the NHL. Um, but he's been pretty good playing with Jacob Slavin obviously helps there because he's just so stout defensively. Um, so that's been the biggest thing. Canes fans will tell you that Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci are two of the guys that, and I think people around the league know that Jacob Slavin's really, really good defenseman. But those are two guys that Canes fans have always loved, and they've been really good. So I think when you look at it, you you lost Dougie Hamilton, and that was a big blow, but you kept still two of your really strong stalwarts back there on the blue line. And then you add Ethan Bear for that top pairing with Jacob Slavin, who's been really good. Where you're feeling Dougie Hamilton a little bit more, too, is on the power play because he was just, exceptional at kind of quarterbacking that first power play unit. Mm. Tony D'Angelo has been the one that's been doing that. So so you're feeling that loss with Dougie Hamilton there a little bit more, but, you know, it's kind of been a collection of guys. But Ethan Bear has been, been really solid.
0: So heading into this game with the Flyers, the Hurricanes are first in the Metro um, by a pretty, pretty wide margin. They have a 909 points percentage plus 20 gold differential, which is absolutely wild. They just had their first loss of the season last weekend to the Panthers. Am I remembering that right? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's, um, I mean, that's kind of remarkable. Like, there were a few teams that were hanging on to an unbeaten streak at the start of the season, but I think the Hurricanes held out the longest, Uh, which is, I mean, crazy in this league because – you know, luck comes into play no matter how talented a team is. And somehow the Hurricanes have been able to win just about every single game they've played so far this season. What has been the driving force behind such a strong start?
1: Yeah, um, the biggest thing so far um, has been Frederick Anderson. He's, I mentioned him earlier, but he's just been unbelievable. And he's played all but, you know, he's played in all but one game for the Canes and, and he's, you know, he's 9-1-0 on the season. He had the loss to Florida. He actually got pulled from that game, and then Anciaranta got hurt, and he came back in and played really well um, in the second half of that one. But he's been unbelievable. He, he's he been really strong in net. Rod Brindamore said the other day after the uh, Canes won Tuesday night in Tampa that every game that he's played, he's been the difference maker in the game for them. And when you are you got ten wins or you got nine of your ten wins are from him, that's a big deal. Other than that, the Canes are just scoring well. And some of the superstars are playing, you know, like you hope they would. Andre Svechnikov's off to a really hot start. Sebastian Ajo's off to a really good start as well. So, um, Tevo Taravainen, and Vincent Trocek, all these guys are playing pretty well. So when you have that, that core of the forwards scoring well, and then you have a goalie in net who is just shutting everything down, that's a, that's a recipe for success.
0: If you had to point out a weak spot so far, what would you say that is?
1: Yeah, the biggest thing with the Canes that's been a weakness is taking penalties. The penalty kill has been very, very good. One of the better ones in the league. Um, if you take out that Florida game, by far, I think the best in the league. But it, the Canes have taken a lot of penalties. I think they lead the league by a pretty decent margin in uh, penalties taken per 60 minutes. And that's something that's been a really big issue. Um, the penalty kill, like I said, it's been good, but they've been out there a lot. That was why the Canes really lost that Florida game is three of the four goals Florida scored in the first period were on the power play. And so you keep sticking that penalty kill unit out there, it's going to get beat. And that's what beat the Canes. And, and a couple other games this year, you know, having to play so many minutes down a man has kept it closer than it probably should have. And then, so you
0: might,
1: oh, so go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say the other side of that too is the power play has been a little bit inconsistent for the Canes. It's, it, it's nitpicky to sit here and say the power play hasn't been good because I think it's a power play that still ranks right now as like a top 10 power play in the NHL. But they've had some games where they've, they they've found a couple goals on that and other games where they've had a lot of opportunities and struggled to get something. So some inconsistency on the power play and then just taking a lot of penalties are the two biggest things for me.
0: So you mentioned that Antiranta got injured in that Florida game, and also you guys are without Nino Niederreiter and Brett Pesci. Is that correct? Yes. So we definitely won't see either of those guys in this game.
1: Yeah, I actually, there is a benefit of having to record the next day is that we got an update kind of on all of those guys this morning. So um, Antiranta, Brett Pesci, Nino Niederreiter are the three that have been injured. They all skated this morning, but Rod Brindamore did say he very doubtful that any of them play this weekend. Um, probably a good chance for Philly that they weren't going to see Yantiranti either way, with it being the Friday game of a back-to-back. Probably mm-hmm. was going to be Anderson. Niederreiter Brett Pesci probably won't play. The other thing for the Canes that that was today is that Jesper Faust and Marty Natchez missed practice. Brennamore said they weren't feeling good. They tested negative for COVID, so, so it's not that. But that's something to keep an eye on. He's, he did seem to expect them to be back tomorrow, though.
0: Okay. Um, Right. So with a team that is scoring very well because they have an extremely talented offensive core and a goaltender that is stopping nearly all of the shots that he sees, how does a team like the Flyers go about beating the Hurricanes?
1: Yeah, um, I think there's two things here. The one is get started early. And that's something the Canes have also struggled with a little bit. Is that even against, even in games, they played a back to back against Chicago and Arizona last weekend and were down in both of those games early. They were down Tuesday against Tampa. They obviously went down four nothing against Florida in the loss. So the Canes haven't necessarily been the best at getting out on the front foot and scoring that first goal. So far really hasn't come back to bite them much, but that's something that you don't want to play from behind. So definitely, you know, Try to keep that up, continue to get ahead. It's something that you can take advantage of. And then the other side of that is if you're going to go to the bot or you're going to go to the power play with the canes going to the box, probably a few times finding, maybe capitalizing on a couple of those opportunities. Cause that's something you're going to have a opportunity at. So that's definitely something you can take advantage because five on five play so far this year, the canes really have kind of outmatched everyone they've played
0: you'll be happy to know that the Flyers' power play at the moment is a burning hot tire fire. So I'm not sure they'll be able to take advantage of Kane's penalties, which is a shame because having only four of them out there seems like the best way to, to try and beat them. <laughs> um, who are – if there are any, because, I mean, like the Canes have some pretty big names at this stage of the game. It's funny, like this used to be a team – where most of the guys were relatively unknown and now over the last you know three or four years they've all just kind of turned it on and now we all know who they are um are there any of like the lesser known players that you think we might need to keep an eye on in this game
1: yeah i think you know you have so many kind of stars that are becoming stars that are well known at the top um that there's other really good players that kind of get lost in that. I think Marty Natchez is one of those guys. I think, you know, people are paying attention to him and he had a really good year last year, but he doesn't get as much shine as Sechenkov and Ajo or even Tarabainen, but he's a really good player and he's, he started really slow this year. He's starting to come on. He had a game winner the other night. Um, like I mentioned, he was, he did miss practice today, but assuming he gets back in place, he's a guy. Another one that, is a very unfamiliar name for for people would be Seth Jarvis. He's a prospect that Canes fans have been pretty excited about for a couple of years. He's been playing with Nino Niederreiter hurt and, and he's been playing really well and kind of getting better every game. And he's, he's been a guy that's kind of been, you know, flipping lines a little bit playing up and down the lineup and, and contributing. So he's one that I think, is showing he has a scoring touch in the NHL and showing he can do it. And he's still, you know, kind of fighting for that spot. So he he's someone that's really interesting to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. So new that he doesn't even have a picture next to his name on the team I,
1: website. I was just looking at that. Actually, <laughs> I have the roster up right now. And uh,
0: yeah. I was like scrolling down, looking for him to see how many points he had. And I'm like, oh, doesn't even get a picture yet. Gotta stay up for a little while to earn the picture. Do you think there's a place for him on the roster once the injuries have kind of resolved themselves?
1: Yeah, that, that's a that's a very good question that I think everyone's kind of asking. You know, um, maybe when Nito Niederreiter comes back, obviously he has a spot, but you have a guy in Stephen Lawrence who kind of came up last year and, and is a fourth-line guy who, you know, grinds out shifts and plays well, but he's not someone that does a lot of scoring. I mean, you have Jesper Faust, who was very good. Um, Jordan Martinok's a guy that, you're not going to take off the lineup because of what he brings from a leadership side. So it, it's kind of a log jam at the bottom there. If everyone's healthy, maybe it is Seth Jarvis. That isn't the one in maybe it's Stephen Lawrence. So that that's, that's an interesting question that, you know, when Nina reader does come back is going to be one that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Okay. Last question for you is for you to give me a guess at what the final score of this game is going to be.
1: Yeah, I think, the Canes coming home, you know, with the momentum they have, Freddie Anderson back in that probably can get the job done. I think I said 4-3 to three yesterday when we talked, so I'll stick with that. I think you uh, did. 4-3 to three Canes.
0: Yeah, and I said yesterday that if it ends up being 4-3 Canes, I think I'll be pretty pleased because before yesterday's game, I was thinking to myself, it'll be really nice if the Flyers can just hang with a team that's playing as well as the Hurricanes are right now. And after the way the team looked against the Maple Leafs last night, which, um, spoiler alert was absolutely terrible start to finish. Um, if they can if they can manage to stay within one goal against the Canes, I will be shocked and also thrilled. So I haven't picked the Flyers to lose yet. In my brain, I feel like They're probably going to lose this game, especially since I don't believe they're going to get Ryan Ellis back and they're not going to get Kevin Hayes back yet either. So we're still without two of our best guys. Team looked like garbage last night. I really want them to win. I don't think they will. But on the record, I'm going to say two to one Flyers. And like one of those goals is like super, super fluky. And like totally lucky. Because that's really I think the only way it's gonna happen. <laughs> all right, Alec, thank you again for doing this. Where can the people find you on the internet?
1: Yeah, uh Kane's Country for sure. Um we're putting out a lot there. So if if you want to see how the Canes are doing, follow lineup, stuff like that. We'll have all that there. I am on Twitter at Alec Sawyer. Kane's Country is just at Canes Country, so.
0: Yeah, everyone should check out Kane's Country, at least periodically. I do because you guys do that really good, uh, Metro Roundup from time to time. That is really yeah. helpful to take a look at. Uh, so yeah, head over to Kane's Country, see what they do. They do a lot of great work. And I hope you all enjoy the game. Go Flyers.